Welcome back to the Dad and Rock Podcast. This is Sean. And this is Chris. Hey, we're back here for another week. Uh, what have you been up to? Anything new? Uh, not too much. I mean, we're going out. got my rod set up. Or me and my son are going fishing. You know, doing the things that we told you that we're working on videos for. So they're in production on like Hollywood themselves. So I can, I can socially <laughs> distance and shoot a video. <laughs> oh, how responsible of you. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, no, we want. I wanted to bring up something here. We, I've been listening to a lot of different podcasts lately, and uh, I wanted to go ahead and kind of give a shout out to one of them that you know was awesome. And gave us a shout out. Uh, I've been listening to a show called Bring on the Weird. It's it's exactly what it sounds like. I mean, it's a weird podcast. <laughs> they, it's all about conspiracy theories and everything. It's really fun. I mean, they go on. They had a show that they went ahead and did. It was all about phobias. Okay. At the end of the show, what they went ahead and did is said. Instead of giving them a you know a five star rating and then an actual review, give them the five star rating and then put in a phobia. Okay. And what they were gonna do is you know for the people that went ahead and did, they were gonna shoot out a sticker of for the show to them, like mail went out to them. And you know, I was like, you know, why not? This will be fun. So I went on their you know iTunes account and uh, put it on there. Like a mild phobia of mine. I hate. I don't know about you, but I hate sleeping with my back to the door, the bedroom door. Yeah, I, I feel that. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I mean, I've seen. Right. We've had Zach and Skyler, and nothing's more terrifying than a four foot <laughs> silhouette in a door frame. Yeah. That's freaky. But I wanted to put it on there, and uh, I I didn't even pay attention. I just went ahead and hit post. And I'm thinking, as soon as I hit post, I'm like, holy crap, they're going to have no idea who the hell I am. <laughs> Wait a second. I have a podcast too. But uh, I went ahead and I forgot all about it. And we're just going, I'm listening to the show. And maybe about two or three shows later, uh, they go ahead and they talk about this guy, Sleepy Fan from iTunes, <laughs> <laughs> that uh, went ahead and posted a you know a phobia there. And they're like, dude, I've got no, we have we have no idea who you are. And then a running joke on that show was, uh, you know, they're gonna have like fifteen to twenty people you know responding back, you know, claiming that they're Sleepy Fan <laughs> to go ahead and get this sticker. Uh, but I went ahead and reached out to them in their DMs on Twitter and just kind of hey. It's like, hey, this is, you know, this is Chris from the Dad and the Rock podcast and kind of explaining. And I was like, oh, as soon as I posted, I'm like, crap, you're going to have no clue who I am. And it, and, they, and they actually even said on this most recent one, they kind of laughed. So yeah, that's exactly what my thought was, too. I have no idea who this dude is. <laughs> yeah, you pointed me to it. Um, you pointed me to it the other day that they uh, gave us a shout out, which I truly appreciate. I am in a position like where I've been working from home since March. I used to have uh, quite the commute, man. Like, it was like maybe sometimes an hour. Uh, some days it would be up to like an hour and 15 minutes, depends on traffic. So, which, you know, don't get me wrong. That sucks. I hated it. Um, but it was a lot of podcast time. Like, I was yeah. listening to Audible books. I was listening to tons of podcasts. And now working from home, I just haven't had the time. But uh, you kind of pointed me to their direction. They have a, They sound like they have a pretty good podcast. Like I said, if you're looking for something that's going to be off the wall weird, <laughs> yeah. uh, these are the guys. And it, not only is it weird, but they're very, very entertaining in their weird. Yeah. Like I, I'll go ahead and read the description here. It says, Elijah and Will, harmless guys podcast about weird things and try to figure out what's going on outside their homes. They gave us the, the cool shout out. So we kind of wanted to return the favor. And uh, if you guys want to do it, I absolutely recommend checking them out. Bring on the weird. You can pretty much find them on any platform. Just, you know, give it a shot. Well, very cool. So, I mean, that's kind of, you know, the podcast. One of the ones I've been listening to. Uh, have you been up to anything lately? Uh, a lot of the same. A lot of the same. A lot of takeout food for dinner and, uh, you know, trips to the grocery you store. You having luck with that takeout? 
Uh, yeah, I've had good takeout. I joined a group on Facebook that actually, it's called Louisville uh, Takeout or whatever, and it's just a bunch of people kind of posting reviews on uh, their experiences and how the different restaurants are kind of handling the COVID thing and what they do and how good the food is and how quickly you get it. If the curbside pickup is easy, that kind of thing. It's actually led me to a restaurant here in Louisville, and I'll give them a plug without any uh, <laughs> without any monetary compensation, <laughs> but it's a, it's a place called Danny Max Pizza. Uh, they're probably about 20, 25 minutes away from me, but it's the best pizza I've had since moving to Louisville. And that's, you know, that's high praise because they had Spinelli's oh, here. Oh, yeah. We have a high level for pizza. Yeah. They had like legit, uh, like boardwalk style pizza here as well. But this pizza is even better. I got to tell you, it was awesome. Oh. Oh, man. Yeah, I haven't had no luck. I've been disappointed with, like, places that I like eating out at. Mm -hmm. The takeout has been terrible, and I don't know what the deal is with it. I wonder if it's just because people are having staffing issues, too, and just, like, you know, you don't, you might not have your, like, regular cooks in there, or, uh, I don't know, it could be any number of things. Hopefully, places are keeping themselves clean while <laughs> there's no yeah. customers in there. Who knows where my fish has been? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. um, but, yeah, pretty good luck. So, um, besides that, I've just been playing. Um, I don't know, for those in the retro gaming community, there was some news recently where um, this person had taken a lot of the code from a uh, Nintendo hack recently and applied it to uh, creating a PC version of Nintendo 64's uh, Mario 64, which was a game that you and I played the heck out of back in the day. But yeah, it's a straight up uh, PC port. I don't have that. I'm just playing on my emulation PC that I've been building and it's kind of a hobby of mine. Uh, but I've been playing Mario 64 and my daughter, she, you know, she's unlike your kids. She hasn't really embraced video games all that much yet. Uh, I she doesn't really have the grasp of it or maybe the hand-eye coordination <laughs> you're failing as a father dude. No, i know like you know it's all about the youtube videos and i you know she does some tablet games or whatever but uh yeah, i'm trying to get her more into gaming and maybe by watching me play she'll get more into it but i've been playing mario 64 and uh she's way into it she sits there and watches me and she like jumps when mario jumps she's like very active with it so it's like uh you know and then if i like you know um going through the lava and Mario's like burning his butt and jumping around. She's like, Oh daddy, you made me die. And she gets real upset with me. But here's a throwback for you. Uh, have you thought, I mean, you could probably get one of these old Xbox 360s really cheap now with a connect. Remember that dodgeball game? Oh yeah. And you hit the ball to bounce around. I mean, that's really active. She's really active playing something. I mean, that'd be, be something or a good like gateway drug into video games. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I mean, it probably is easy enough to get an Xbox 360. I wonder if it's any harder to get the uh, working connect with it, but uh, it's something worth looking into, I think. It's funny, you know, when you have these consoles and whatnot, you know, you'll have them for a while, and the new latest hot thing comes out, and you can't wait to trade it in and get rid of it, because by that time it's old hat. But you just wait a few more years, and eventually that stuff comes back around, and now I'm thinking of, like, Guitar Hero and Rock Band. and I was never good at Guitar Hero. I always sucked at I was game. never good, but it was fun. Oh, I, <laughs> it was fun to I do. I like watching the video pop up every now and then. I, I, I think I recorded it. Like a trip to Louisville when I was all of us pre-kids. Yeah. And it starts out with us playing like uh, the Metallica version and me singing to it. Yeah. Wasn't it the Ender Sandman? Ender Sandman, yeah. <laughs> 
but even that stuff, I mean, those were a dime a dozen. Eventually, they GameStop couldn't give them away anymore. Everybody's trading them in, but now you, you can't find them, and you look on eBay, and they're <laughs> they cost you a pretty penny. So everything comes back around. But yeah, that's what kind of I've been up to trying to introduce my daughter a little bit more into the world of video games. Nice. Everyone else is trying to push them outside and play. And you're like, you know what? Sit down in the house and play a game. <laughs> yeah, you don't play them enough. What the heck? <laughs> your, your video game, the play time is out of balance. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so speaking of video games, that's kind of our uh, main topic this week. We wanted to discuss the video games that were eventually made into official movies, you know, ones that hit the big screen. They don't have a great reputation, but I think there are some gems in there over the last, you know, 30 or so years as far as making video game movies, and uh, that's what we're talking about today. You go through it, and there's so many that are made. I mean, there, there's there's definitely some turds in there. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess you can polish some turds and say they're diamonds, but, uh, I mean, there, there are some good ones in there. And We both have our favorites, and then there's definitely some that we're going to talk about that uh, need to be redone in the worst way. I'll go ahead and start with mine. And one of mine, I mean, the, we were talking about this prior to starting. I, it, it's a good movie, and I don't know if I'm just being a prisoner of the moment or not. But Sonic the Hedgehog, the most recent one. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed the snot of that. Jim Carrey, you know, the whole deal. It just, the, my son loved it. Yeah. And I I haven't purchased it yet just because there's been, you know, one thing after another coming out for him. But uh, I can't wait to watch it again. Yeah, I really enjoyed that one, too. I think uh, you're right. I mean, it's the latest video game release uh, for a lot of people. It's probably the last movie that they went to go see in the theater before the whole COVID thing went down. But, I mean, it's it's really, really good. You're right. Jim Carrey was great. Even James Mars who, you know, his role is kind of a, you know, almost kind of plain Jane, John Smith, uh, not too much going on with it, but he made the most of it. And the way that they redid the Sonic design within the movie, they kind of stopped production uh, midway through after some uh, after that first trailer. Yeah. And the, the reaction was so bad. They really upgraded him and they made him look great. I mean, he's like he's adorable and he's like funny and he's still like emotive. And that was actually a great change. So it was just a good movie overall. Yeah, I still lean into that. That may have been a uh, a ploy for more publicity, but uh, <laughs> if so, that's genius. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm excited for a sequel with uh, Tails, the little Tails. Uh, that would be awesome. I missed that in the theater. Yeah, I had to go back and watch it on YouTube. I was so bummed. I was you know convinced that there was nothing beyond <laughs> what they showed to Jim Carrey. I was like, okay, we're done. I, right. I didn't expect two like credit scenes. Yeah, I think we'll uh, we'll get a sequel to that for sure. What's another one of your favorites? Uh, another one of mine here is, and I know this is not a favorite amongst a lot of people, but uh, Prince of Persia, Sands of Time. Oh, wow, with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah. I don't, I don't, see, it's I love that time frame. Yeah. So a lot of movies that fall into that, that era, when you're talking about, like, mythology and Greek gods. And, right. You know, all that. For some reason, I kind of gravitate to that. And that's a movie, if, I, if I'm just kind of cruising through TV and I find that like on TNT or TBS it's playing, because that's, you know, one of the more common landing spots for that movie. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just stop on it and I'll watch it no matter where it is in it and just sit back and just kind of veg out to it. Like I said, there's, there's not a whole lot of meat to the movie. Right. But it's just one of those ones I'd be like, I know it's coming and it's just like an enjoyable thing. I can almost, you know, kind of chalk it up to a video game that only takes maybe two hours to beat. Mm-hmm. When you can kind of breeze through it real quick and there's really you sit back and you're finishing, you're kind of like, is that it? <laughs> 
but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm always satisfied at the end of the movie. Yeah, that's one I actually went to the theaters to go and check out uh, when it came out. And I don't know. It's just, it wasn't very memorable. I think the movie's just going to washed over me, and I, I forgot it pretty quickly afterwards. I know there was some timey-wimey stuff, which is... You know, similar to the actual game mechanics. I think there's some uh, some issue with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal being cast as the lead when he should be, you know, somebody of uh, like Middle Eastern descent or whatnot. But that's really all I remember the movie is just the stuff surrounding it. But I mean, I didn't realize that they kind of has that replay value on cable now. So uh, it's definitely one I haven't checked out and seen since I went to the theater. It's been a while. <laughs> and that may have been the big difference for us. Since I didn't see it in the theater and I had no real expectations. Right. When I actually called it, uh, I think I may have called it on like HBO the first time I seen it. So it wasn't like it was a TV version edited down to make sure you're cutting out scenes and language and everything. Yeah. But not that I know that there's really much in it. I had no expectations. So I sat back and watched it. And I, th- I think that's the biggest thing. When you go in with some type of expectation, uh, you're bound to kind of be let down. When I went in with absolutely zero expectations, I was like, yeah, that was that was that was enjoyable. I uh, I know another one of yours that's uh, it's actually one of my favorites, too. Which one's that? Uh, Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah. More. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one in the notes? <laughs> oh, yeah, the, yeah, that one there. The one on top. I thought you were going to throw a curveball at oh, me and no. throw another one that I just never thought of. I want to get up and just start fighting on Mortal Kombat. Yeah. You know, finish him. <laughs> Uh, Scorpion and you know Sub Zero and uh, it just all of it. Now, Luke Cage, you know all of, it. Just it is so fun. Then you have Raiden that comes in. Yeah, it, it the whole movie. I, I, in my opinion, that may be my like. It's got to be the best, if not the best, one of the top video game movies. Now I know they've made a couple since the couple of that one was completely animated. Right. Then there was the Mortal Kombat Annihilation, which was terrible. <laughs> But as bad as that movie is, I still enjoy it. Yeah. Because it's a it's a Mortal Kombat movie. It's, it's something about Mortal Kombat. I'm with you there. I think it's um I think a lot of kids of our generation, you know, who were like, you know, 12, 13, 14 when Mortal Kombat was like sweeping the nation. I mean, everybody it was in every arcade. It was even in every like laundromat. I mean, you couldn't escape it. You would walk to like the local convenience yeah. store and they would have, you know, one arcade machine, it would be Mortal Kombat. Um, it was a it was a craze, and um, for them to make a movie of it, and they you know they had that theme that that techno mid nineties theme oh, to bring yeah, into it. Yeah, man, Mortal Kombat. Oh man, I see. I the, my I've got a very vivid memory of seeing this movie in the theater. Yeah, and actually, it wasn't even in the theater; it was afterwards. I went and seen it with my my aunt Nora, and I think it was my aunt Liz, and it was me. And I remember those two. These are two grown women. Right. We walked out and they just start fighting. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I just, I'll never forget that. <laughs> As they're kind of like, like, like running the theme song out loud. Yeah. They're in front of it, this theater, and they're doing that. I'm like, I'll never forget that memory. It's awesome. <laughs> Those are some good choices. I'm with you there. Mortal Kombat for sure. I mean, like I mentioned, uh, that was our bread and butter there, right at that ripe age where video games were it. But yeah, I remember Mortal Kombat was right at that time where it was Mortal Kombat was, you know, ruining the youth. Yeah. And it was. Beavis and Butthead. butthead. Yep. (laughs) Those two things people had the biggest issues with. Yep. And they kind of went hand in hand. And of course, everyone wanted to watch both of them. We were doing both. Yeah. So between the uh, the blood splatter from uh, Mortal Kombat and just the uh, the, just the general raunchiness of Beavis and Butthead, you know, we were all doomed, according to parents and that the older generation. But 
I mean, I'm, I'm, maybe it's just nostalgia, but uh, I'm, you know, 37, and right now I turn on an episode of Beavis and Butthead and gladly play Mortal Kombat any day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, I mean, they're, they're kind of my, uh, you know, top three we were talking about. Yeah. What would they say fall into your categories? Um, well, there are some movies that, uh, based on video games, that kind of came out like old school video games, and then maybe in the '90s, and then uh, some of the ones that more recently actually mobile games. I'll start with the kind of the newest ones based off a mobile game. Actually, it's uh, Angry Birds, which uh, before Minecraft, I think Angry Birds was kind of the one that took everybody by storm. Then Minecraft came, and nobody plays. Ooh, everybody. <laughs> On a Minecraft thing, did, did you see like the like the chart of like games? Yeah. On like how many copies are being built and how far and how it's blowing video. everything away. Yeah. Oh, I blew Tetris was like the king forever and ever, and then Minecraft showed up and just blew everything else out of the yeah, water. Yeah, I see. I thought like Grand Theft Auto or something would eventually start you know pass Minecraft, right? Or even Fortnite, but yeah. then neither of them touch it. Yeah, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, we'll have to uh, maybe share that on the uh, Dad and Rock Facebook page uh, video. Kind of going over all the uh, top-selling video games since, well, the dawn of video games. <laughs> it's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's pretty fun to watch. It goes through the years pretty quickly, and it shows you the, the number of, like, I think it's the number of copies that are, are purchased. Yeah. And nothing touches. I was, I was waiting for it, but nothing touches Minecraft. It's still going strong now. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, Angry Birds, they've, you know, the first one did well enough to where they've made a sequel already. Jason Sudeikis kind of playing the lead role. Um, it's got a decent cast in it. I thought it was funny. I mean, they kind of take the basic concept of these birds kind of living on an island and these uh, pigs invading uh, and trying to take over and an adventure trying to, you know, get back at them. And then, then in the second one, they team up to face uh, another villain voiced by Leslie Jones. But um, I don't know. Just, you know, I like Jason Sudeikis. I like his delivery on things. He's kind of like the uh, the modern Chevy Chase. But uh, I don't know. I, I just find him funny. You haven't seen these, though, have you? Uh, I've maybe seen them about the first 10 minutes of the first one. I haven't seen the second one. Uh, it was more, I was like, I didn't even know they made an Angry Birds movie originally. Yeah. Then I kind of stumbled upon it. I'm like, oh, this is probably a TV show. Like, oh, that's an hour and a half. That's a movie. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm shocked I haven't sat down and watched it. There's a lot of things out there. I'm just kind of shocked I haven't watched recently. But, I mean, I used to love this game on my on my phone. Yeah. I used to sit back and play it in hours. I mean, go through it just completely gone. I'm like, okay, well, I mean, that's <laughs> there goes that hour. <laughs> yeah, and you know, of course, of course, I had the uh, Star Wars version of Angry Birds. That's the one I was playing. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you had we we had to have that version. Yeah. Uh, I tried getting back into it recently just to have something minus to play on my phone. I'm like, yeah, I just can't do it. No, nope, not anymore. <laughs> nope, it's over. <laughs> that phase is past. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think they're pretty funny. They're they're worth a watch if you're gonna sit down and you know you're kind of at a loss of what animated film to watch with your kid. I think you could do worse. But um, kind of going at the other end of the spectrum here, something you would never watch with your kid is a game that I loved playing in the '90s. Just the atmosphere in it, walking through the fog, being lost in this town. It gets creepier and creepier by the minute. The movie based on Silent Hill, I enjoyed quite a bit. I think I've seen that once. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I don't remember it. Maybe when I, mean, I sit down and watch again, but there's not a whole lot of memory. Like, I remember one of the, the only things I can remember from it is, the, the, I think it was a female character. Yeah. Walking up kind of like the side of a, like a road that goes up the side of a mountain, and it just being completely foggy. Yeah. And that's all I, I mean, that's the only memory I have of the movie. Yeah, so Rada Mitchell, she kind of plays the lead character. She plays a woman where her daughter ends up kind of getting lost in this town of Silent Hill, and it's her, it's her effort trying to get her daughter back through this really 
just creepy, creepy place. If you guys have ever seen the visuals, you know, with Pyramid Head and the nurses and everything's all grungy and foggy and gross. The the movie really did a, a bang-up job as far as kind of recreating that. Um, there's some bad, you know, CG, some obvious green screen scenes. But if you kind of forgive that, it's uh, it's really faithful to the video game franchise. And uh, Sean Bean is in it. You can't beat that. It's Ned Stark. Oh, okay, wow. And then finally, it's kind of a newer one, the oldest game, uh, but kind of the one of the newer movies that have come out based on it. And that's the uh, the movie starring Dwayne Johnson Rampage. Um, I don't. You haven't seen this one either, have you? No, it's another one I haven't seen. And I think I, there may have been a conscious effort to avoid in this one. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's. I just. I know big gorilla, big alligator. And something else. Yeah. Uh, I've just seen, like, monsters. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's kind of your basic plot, right? It's a disaster film. It's a monster film. It's a it's a popcorn muncher is what it is. I mean, you got Dwayne Johnson, and he's always kind of fun, you know, depending on the movie. But I liked him in this one. But, yeah, he basically, he's this, he plays this scientist, you know, this muscle-bound scientist uh, that kind of raises this uh, albino gorilla from when he's, you know, just a... A young ape, right? And um, he gets some sort of a... There's some sort of scientific experiment. I kind of forget the (laughs) details, honestly. But I just know that eventually this gorilla gets real big. And that same thing happens to a wolf and an alligator. And they they go through the city, you know, rampaging. You know, there's a lot of... uh, Hence the name. Hence the name, yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of buildings crashing and uh, the rock kind of swinging from said buildings. And I don't know, man. As far as movies, like, it's just one to kind of have on in the background. Or, you know, if you happen to catch it in the theater, it probably would have been just a great amount of fun for you. Sometimes that's all I'm looking for in a movie. You know what? That's exactly why everyone hates on the Transformer movies, but I enjoy them in the theater. <laughs> yeah. I just, I forget everything. I'm just going to eat my popcorn, drink my Coke, and watch them talking robots. Yeah, that's fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, so that's some of our favorites as far as movies that have come out already. Some uh, some pearls, some hidden gems within the crap. <laughs> <laughs> that's the crap? that's that's been made over the past few decades, but uh, some of the ones that we've enjoyed. I mean, speaking of which, out of these movies, uh, stuff that's already come out in theaters that have already been made and maybe weren't the greatest, um, what do you feel are some movies that uh, would benefit from a, like a remake or a reboot these days? Uh, really, one of the ones that first comes to mind kind of falls down the same line as, as your Silent Hill, uh, but the Resident Evil movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think they kind of were trying too hard. I mean, the games themselves were creepy enough. Yeah. And they had enough actual meat on the bones when it comes to a storyline that it shouldn't have been too hard to adapt into a movie. Kind of like a good book. There's a lot there. How do you go ahead and make it into a movie? Yeah. Well, they went ahead and added a character, that little girl. I don't remember her exact name in the movie itself. But then they went ahead and brought, I think it was a Tyrant from the second Resident Evil yeah. into the first movie. So they were kind of going ahead and just bringing characters from the, the universe of Resident Evil and putting it into a movie without any foresight of possibly making another, which I think they made two or three. What, Resident Evil movies? Brother, they made seven. They, they made seven. <laughs> yeah. Well, look at that. I completely disconnected <laughs> after the first. Uh, yeah, it's kind of inexplicably, they made uh, a lot of movies out of that franchise. It was, it's very much of its time, like that first movie with Mili Jovovich, it's like a complete, like, movie from the early 2000s, like it just has that feel to it. Just the bad CG and the um, the Matrix-style action, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's its biggest flaw, honestly, is they took this this horror survival video game, uh, with this very specific mood 
and kind of trying to transform it into an action film where Mila Jovovich had pretty much she had superpowers and she was able to like do these ninja moves to all these zombies and stuff and <laughs> it just wasn't the same they called it Resident Evil and they had some of the same enemies like the dogs and the zombies and like you mentioned Tyrant and Nemesis but it was kind of a name only like it just didn't match the the tone of the video games at all yeah cuz the video game itself i remember right was i mean yeah you had the zombies and everything but there were a lot of puzzles within it as well. Mm-hmm. So it could have been more of a drama kind of, you know, walking around, figuring out what's going on. And then having this secondary threat of the zombies that are there as well when they're trying to uncover what the uh, Umbrella Corporation was doing. So there, there were so many possibilities and they could have done it so well. And it, did, it just it just missed the mark for me completely. Yeah, fortunately, recently we've had uh, the Resident Evil remakes that have come out, including the remake of Resident Evil 2 and more recently Resident Evil Nemesis uh, that are very, very high quality gaming experiences, uh, great drama, great action. Uh, but also they really hit the, the horror and the mood and the gore and the jump scares that get you. Uh, just excellent Dude, stuff. I'll never forget Nemesis coming through that wall. Yeah. And I don't know if it was you or me playing, but one of us threw the remote control <laughs> it unplugged from the playstation yeah luckily paused the game as we were you know cleaning up because we basically both shit our pants yeah that was a happy accident <laughs> where we freaked out so much that we ripped the controller right out of the playstation and it paused it for us <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that's a, that's a video gaming memory like there's some other like video game memories i have but that is one very, very vivid memory that I have, you know, of us playing games and, you know, an event that happened in the game that really got us that big. Yeah, I mean, we're also lucky that Resident Evil is a series that actually is uh, is being remade. Uh, we're kind of, it's on our wish list here, but it is in development uh, for a limited Netflix series, I believe. Um, and from everything that I've read, they are gearing towards more of that original uh, tone, that original feel of that first game. But here's the hope they actually uh, pull it off this time because if they do I mean it's it's gonna be, it should be good like I said there's so much there yeah it shouldn't be too difficult you know to pull it off I think they were just so concerned about you know one not making it too slow right and I, I think nowadays I think those concerns should be behind them I'll bring up another franchise here it's kind of as far as video games go he's the biggest name in video games he's kind of like the uh, Michael Jordan or the Hulk Hogan of <laughs> of video games but uh Super Mario <laughs> I mean 1993. I had just moved to the uh, Riverside Apartments there. You and I met that year, and I couldn't tell you how excited I was for the uh, the John Leguizamo, Bob Hoskins, Dennis Hopper, Super Mario Brothers movie to come out that year, and just how disappointed I was when it came out, and it looked nothing like the video games. Oh, dude, that's probably one of the worst video game movies <laughs> that was ever made. Yeah, uh, it, that needs a reboot. And, I, and I, when I say reboot, I mean, I want it to be another live action and not even so much like a mix. Like the actual TV show was enjoyable. Right. When you had, you know, Mario and Luigi. Yeah, Captain Lou Albano. Yeah. And then also they went into like the like the video game mode. So they were yeah. kind of going back and forth. That showed they can do it. With the movie, I don't know. They must have been tripping on acid when they were writing this movie. That's the only thing I could think of. We could have a podcast dedicated to the troubled production of that movie and just the uh, how it hurt video game movies as a whole going for the next few years. Because uh, man, it's just uh, it's kind of notorious for just how off the market it was. And you know, it kind of had one of those cliffhanger endings where uh, Daisy came back into uh, Brooklyn and she's like, "Come on, guys, we got to go back to the Mushroom Kingdom." And uh, I remember asking my mom. 
like, hey, uh, when do you think Super Mario Brothers 2 is going to come out? I'd love to go see that one in the theater. And my mom looked at me and she was like, honey, I don't think they're going to make a sequel to this. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't I didn't even remember the cliffhanger at the end of that. Oh, geez. Yeah. So, I mean, there are some nuggets there. I think as far as a uh, piece of nostalgia, it's, uh, you know, worth a watch here and there if you were, you know, 10 years old in 1993 like I was. But definitely so not a good desperate movie. for some entertainment right yeah. now. <laughs> you're reaching out to the Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I mean, this is another instance here where there is a movie being made right now. So recently, the CEO of Illumination, uh, Chris Melodandri, he actually met with Shigeru Miyamoto, who's the creator of Mario, and they sat down and had a nice chat uh, because Miyamoto is like, he's very protective of the Mario and the Mario franchise. Like, you know, Nintendo can make video games all day long with Mario, but as far as Mario reaching out to, into other mediums, He's very, especially after that 93 movie, like he's held Mario back because of that specific movie. Um, but yeah, apparently whatever conversation he had with this uh, Chris guy, the CEO of um, Illumination Pictures, it was enough for him to to sign off on allowing them to actually move forward on an animated movie with uh, Super Mario. Yeah, it's hard to go wrong with Mario. Mario is like a super superstar within the video game community. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nintendo, there, there's not been very many like video games Mario in it that have not done well. Yeah. I mean, even he even lives on on the Switch now with, you know, uh, was it Super Mario Odyssey, which, you know, Zach, my, my seven-year-old son, you know, now plays. And then we go on the Switch yeah. and I show him what, like, Mario, Super Mario Brothers was at the very beginning. <laughs> yeah. So I'm showing him what I play. And then he's running around throwing a hat, doing a jumps. And I show him, like, our quintessential Mario, which you were talking about earlier, Mario 64. Yeah. Which is kind of where we completely fell into the Mario world. <laughs> Absolutely. So, I mean, it's cool to see that you know, they're going to let him do it again. And if there's any real, like, studio that I would trust with them is Illumination. Yeah. Because, I mean, they don't do a lot of movies. But what they've done has been really high quality. Right. So, outside of, like, say, Pixar, I mean, that's probably the best one they could have could have gone to. Yeah, they typically hit the mark with tone and humor and, uh, you know, message. So if they can take a character like Mario and uh, all his surrounding characters, Luigi, Princess Toadstool, and the whole Mushroom Kingdom, um, I think it's ripe for for a good franchise. Hopefully it, uh, they make something worth seeing <laughs> and not another uh, Bob Hoskins fiasco. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if they're going to go down the Odyssey uh, path. Oh, maybe. They I mean they made a huge world yeah. with Odyssey between being in the Mushroom Kingdom, being in the real world, being on the moon. I mean, there was a, there's a lot, lot there, and they've got all the classic characters within it as well. Yeah. So I can kind of see them feeding off of that game because even his hat has a personality. Right. So it's, I, I can see them pulling something off with that. But yeah, no, it's it definitely got my interest peaked. I, I want to see what they're going to do with it. And, uh, if the theaters ever reopen again, that'd be one I'd go to. <laughs> yeah, it's slated to come out uh, 2022, I believe. But uh, with all these delays, who knows anymore? Kind of finally, as far as video game movies that need remade, there was one that uh, landed with a thud in the 90s. <laughs> was uh, Street Fighter with Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> a thud's being nice. <laughs> a thud and a fizzle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you take that concept, right? Any kind of fighting movie, you can take a movie based around a tournament. I'm thinking like of an actual good Van Damme movie like a Bloodsport or Kickboxer and uh, you know just plug in the video game characters there doesn't have to be a huge you know plot with M. Bison or anything I mean those characters can be in there but 
I think you can just have an excellent like martial arts film in the style of like something newer like The Raid or something that could do really well. Um, and Street Fighter is something that definitely needs to be remade. I mean, they could even follow the whole Mortal Kombat kind of direction, and I think it would have worked a lot better. Yeah. Rather than one commanding officer going against, I mean, this was, I mean, this was the classic Cold War movie. Yeah. Because you had Bison, who was, I mean, they were, they didn't say it, but he was coming off as Russia. Yeah. And then you had, uh, you know, Guile being like the American general. Yeah. And it was just a, a real movie and product of the time, Cold War style. Yeah. You look at Rocky. <laughs> you know, the, was it Rocky Four? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it was the same time frame. So it's not shocking that it came off that way, but uh, it could have been done so much better. Oh, for sure. I mean, they tried their best. Well, I don't know. I guess, you know, anytime that they make a movie, they try their best. Nobody's out to make a crappy movie. <laughs> um, but uh, they tried with just like push the franchise. Too. I remember they actually made a version of Street Fighter that had motion capture of, of the actors. They actually had Jean-Claude Van Damme playing Guile in the Street Fighter arcade game. It was like Street Fighter, the arcade game, the movie, or I don't know, something weird like that. But, <laughs> something on his lines. Yeah, but I mean, they, they tried and uh, they kind of they failed back in the day. But definitely something that's ripe for a, a new version these days. We're in that, you know, that, that time right now where everything's being remade, rebooted. You know, original ideas are, are lacking right now. Yeah. So, I mean, this would be something that would be, I, I don't think it would be too difficult to do. And you don't even have to actually even worry about casting it with strong, big names. Maybe get one just for a little bit of draw. Yeah. And then bring you know others in there just to go ahead, maybe even keep the budget down so they can make a better movie. Those are some of our picks of movies that have been made that maybe need to be remade because the original version just wasn't really up to snuff. Speaking of which, there are movies that are currently in production at one stage or another. With the quarantine and everything, everything's out of production currently. But there was some stuff being worked on uh, that I wanted to kind of bring up real quick. And say, unless you're Olaf... And you're putting out movies, like, by the dozen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. what's up with that? Wow, he's a workhorse. Yeah, no, on the whole side tangent, uh, I followed Josh Gad on, on Twitter. Yeah. And what wound up happening was, you know, during Frozen 2, when he breaks down Frozen 1? Yes. Kind of in that scene? Fans were just clamoring for him to get together with Disney to do that with other movies. Oh, wow. So one of the main uh, actual uh, animators from Frozen just sitting at home doing nothing. <laughs> so what they wound up doing is he they sent him a script, like the, the audio, and he records it, send it back to him, and they're pumping out. I think they got a total of almost 12. That's hilarious. I'm going to have to check that out. <laughs> I put it out there on our actual Facebook feed so uh, or our Twitter feed. So if you guys want to find it and you guys, you know, your, your kids have been torturing you a lot already, <laughs> uh, you can open yourself up to a little bit more torture. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> but yeah, we've already kind of mentioned the uh, new Illumination production of Super Mario. Uh, we've already mentioned that Netflix is bringing Resident Evil back into the forefront here. There are a couple more. There's actually a franchise that is near and dear to my heart, which is the Metal Gear Solid series. I was a fan of that ever since the 1998 original PlayStation version. Well, I say original, but Metal Gear came out on the Nintendo way before. But Metal Gear Solid on the PlayStation is one that really kind of made a splash uh, with Solid Snake. And uh, yeah, apparently they are um, they're making a movie of that. I'd be curious to see how what they do with it. I mean, there's certain things that in my mind are classic like it's like little alarm goes off and did it ding did it ding yeah. pulls it up and you got like the DARPA chief <laughs> <laughs> or like when he gets seen all of a sudden you're doo all, all like the other uh, like little guys get alerted I mean you're not gonna do stupid stuff like that in a movie but it's just I have a vision of him right and 
when the games kept on going, they kind of got away from what my, you know, why I liked the game so much. So there, were, there was quite a few different games to that. Yeah, it's a series I loved, especially the original three during the PlayStation era with Metal Gear Solid and then Sons of Liberty on the PS2 and uh, Snake Eater um, that went back in time into the Cold War era uh, for the PS2 as well. It's just a series I love, but uh, it's apparently it's a series that this uh, other guy loved who's actually you know in the movie business, so he has some clout and he can make something like this. A guy named Jordan Vogt-Roberts. He was the director of Kong Skull Island. Um, Apparently, he's a huge fan of the franchise. And he went to Hideo Kojima, and uh, kind of almost similar to the uh, the Mario story, where he kind of pitched an idea and showed his passion for the franchise. And Hideo Kojima kind of gave him his blessing. And uh, now on uh, Robert's Twitter feed, he's been posting concept art like one a week for the last couple of months. And it looks like something that's that's being greenlit. Uh, very early pre-production phase, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we actually hear some solid snake casting over the next few months. So is this going to be live action or is this going to be that like really good high like animation type setup? Oh, no, it's supposed to be live action. Nice. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm going to keep my ears open for that or eyes open or, you know, <laughs> just... Keep an eye out for it. <laughs> yeah, except, I mean, just the idea of that sounds fun. Oh, for sure. So that's definitely one I'm looking forward to as well. There is a, a series that I've never played, but it's a huge hit on the PlayStation. Both 3 and 4 is the Uncharted series. Have you ever played those games? No, I, I kind of thought they came out basically when I just fell out of video games for a long time. Yeah. It wasn't that I fell out. I think I just didn't have time to play. Right. Between, you know, working and everything in school. I think think at the time I was at school in school still. Right. And then all of a sudden, you know, doing other things and kids and it just, I just, it just snowballed. I just never played them. No, I hear you. I mean, they've made, I believe, four already, uh, but they're Sony exclusive. So you and I were playing Mass Effect on the Xbox while these Uncharted games are coming out of the Uh, PlayStation. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And I was never a PlayStation guy. Yeah. I was always, I was always the other systems. You were always the PlayStation. Yep. So I would have like the other systems, and you would go to your house and play the ones that were specific on them. Yeah, but that that makes more sense on why I never played them. Yeah, the Mass Effect games were my games. Uh, the first three. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, uh, that fourth one that came out, I played maybe half, and I just, I just couldn't get into it. Yeah, I heard nothing but bad things about Andromeda, so I didn't even pick it up. <laughs> even though the world building was great, the characters, the aliens, and everything were still really good in it. It was just, I think we got so connected. Right. To Commander Shepard and then that team, uh, it was hard to continue on in that world. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think that's a whole different conversation. That's a whole different <laughs> <Yeah>. podcast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Uncharted, apparently it's been in development hell for a few years, since maybe like 2012 or 13. Um, at one point, Mark Wahlberg was attached to play Nathan Drake, uh, the, the lead character here. It's kind of, I guess, like a modern take on Indiana Jones, where it takes place in the modern era, but this guy is like collecting artifacts and stuff and being attacked and shot at. and <laughs> Just sort of your kind of a standard adventure game, but a lot of fun. A lot of people love it. That sounds like Tomb Raider. Or just with a guy. Yeah, kind of. So uh, it's kind of the uh, the inheritor of that that vibe, right? But um, it's got a lot of fans, and it, it's been in production so long that uh, it's gone through maybe five or six different directors attached to it. But finally, I think now it's taken its final form because they're supposed to start shooting here within the next month. Whenever people are allowed to shoot movies again, it's supposed to be one of the ones that are going to be starting up production. Yeah, it probably depends on where they're going to be shooting it. If it's going to be in the Atlanta, Georgia area, yeah. they're probably sooner than, say, 
uh, California, right. for instance. Yeah, one big change is that at one point, uh, Mark Wahlberg was attached to play the lead, Nathan Drake. Now he's been in pre-production so long that now he's playing a different character, the older character named Sully. So it's completely changed where I guess he just fits more the, the time frame they're going for. <laughs> Uh, but it's not a good sign when you originally cast for something. <laughs> now you're too old to play what you originally yeah, cast for. I wonder how Mark Wahlberg feels about that. But uh, they kind of scaled back the age of Nathan, and now Tom Holland is supposed to be uh, playing that lead role. I say, as long as my paycheck doesn't change, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to see um, if this finally gets filmed and gets put into theaters, but it's been uh, it's been a long work in progress. But uh, something I'll definitely check out with the talent that's involved. I mean, I love Tom Holland, so we'll see how that goes. And I do have uh, one more game that you and I had not talked about, and I just want to get your reaction and see what kind of movie this would make. But uh, apparently there's a uh, Tetris movie in the works. Uh, <laughs> is this going to be like the Emoji movie? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know how they would do that. The emoji movie was terrible. <laughs> but I got to admit, I actually sat through the whole thing. But uh, if it's anything down those lines, it's, oh, man, it's not going to be. It's, it can't be good. I have no idea how you turn Tetris into a movie. But uh, apparently somebody's trying to do it out there. <laughs> but I think this is probably a great time to jump into that car. Just cruise right into that cheesy and see if we can make you guys groan a little bit. Yeah, cruising USA into the cheesy. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to keep my dad joke here right along the lines of video games. Okay. So what is the national sport of Minecraft? What is the national sport of Minecraft? I don't know. You got me. Boxing. Florida. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I get it. I don't play Minecraft, but I get it. My son loves it. I mean, I'm yeah. he does his uh, his chores now, and every Friday he gets like 10 bucks and he spends all of it on new Minecraft worlds. It's oh. it's crazy. It's a craze, man. Yeah. And it seems like it's stuck around here. It's been the thing for a few years now, so who knows how long it'll continue to kind of be the the go-to for for kids. <laughs> it's not going anywhere anytime soon. I don't, I don't see nothing knocking this game off anytime. Yeah, it's soon. almost like the new Lego or something. Like uh I don't know, kids just really glom onto it. I think it's just the the level of creativity you can have within the game. Right. And you can have other friends interact with that, you know, same world you're building. So, I think that's got to be it. These dads need to probably look further into Minecraft and learn a little bit more about it to uh, <laughs> to relate to the kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those whippersnappers. Yeah, so I got I got a joke here too. It's it's also uh, kind of we're talking video game movies, so it's kind of both movie and video game related. If you're ready, go for it. Uh, so, what is Thanos's favorite video game? What is Thanos's favorite video game? Uh, I don't know. Pokemon Snap. <laughs> I had I knew it had something to do with Snap. I just couldn't figure it out. <laughs> oh, look at that. Uh, yeah, you play good. it and half the Pokemon disappear. <laughs> Not Pikachu! <laughs> no! I'm gonna cry. <laughs> uh, you can uh, take uh take the mime away, but not Pikachu. <laughs> Oh, man. Now, these ones weren't too bad. We've had much worse days when it comes to our dad jokes. <laughs> yeah, those ones were uh, pretty good. 
Well, you know, there's you know, a few things we're working on. Uh, shot a few videos today of the fishing adventure that me and my son had. Plan on putting a few more you know, days in, get a few more videos of maybe us, us catching some fish. He's uh, been the only one that has been successful, that little brat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we went out today, got one. Got some pictures of them. I actually shared the picture on, uh, I think, both of our you know, main platforms. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and, like I said, get some more. Uh, get that out there for you so you can kind of see you know, what we're doing. Also going to be working on a video of our model rocket launches. So, uh, Oh, excellent. I've got some things in the works here. And I think, Sean, didn't you do like a baking, not baking soda, but a Mentos and Coke video or something? Well, you know I did. We both did. <laughs> <laughs> So how how'd that go? Was it was it a overwhelming success or did you have uh... <laughs> Well, all right. So if you guys are interested, check out our YouTube page. There's not a ton of content on there yet, but uh, like Chris mentioned, we're uh, trying to grow the amount of videos on there. But yeah, so Chris did a version of the uh, Mentos uh, Diet Coke Challenge, but he actually used baking soda, which turned out to be pretty successful. I mean, that thing made a pretty big geyser out of those two liters. Yeah, the Diet Coke, I'd say, probably got up seven, eight foot in the air. Which, yeah. Uh, Really shocked me. <laughs> yeah, so uh, my daughter and I, we attempted the traditional Mentos version of that, and boy, did it fizzle. <laughs> Maybe got out like three inches. <laughs> now, see, I've done the, the Mentos and Coke, and we've gotten a pretty good geyser out of that, too. So I'm not sure, you know, what happened. Well, my daughter was, uh, she was kind of slamming those two liters. Uh, she wasn't very delicate with them, putting them <laughs> on the uh, driveway there. So, uh, you know, once I opened them up, they kind of let out a lot of gas. So maybe that had something to do with it. I'm not sure, but. The, the main thing I got out of your video is it looked like she had a blast doing it. Oh, she did. She's a little ham. According to her, we were making videos for VTV. So <laughs> not and, that in the rock. And Zach is all about ZTV. So, yeah, he's on the same thing. He's yep. like, Daddy, you put it up on Dad and the Rock. Okay, now you got to put it up on my channel, too. <laughs> Dad and the Rock, the next generation. So, uh, oh, so it's already in the works. <laughs> but, yeah, we're not we're not afraid to throw things up there if it completely fails, too. So, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Check out dadandrock.com. You're going to find all the links to all of our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And uh, all the latest episodes as well. Okay, guys. Well, you know, I think this is a good time for us to go ahead and do the Dad and the Rock podcast is signing off for the evening. Let's go. Let's go.